Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive, H-I-V-E. You can get over 180,000 titles to choose from for your phone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. So it turns out... Star Wars fans are criminals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars fans are thieves. That's and we're going to tell you all about that because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, June 28th, 2019, episode number 90. Nice round number tonight. Episode number 90 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin and the entire hive is here nobody's getting along but we're all here and we're gonna work it all out it's, it's all greg's fault <laughs> most of it most of it's greg's fault give him give him a break come on it's not all greg's fault no no you're right anyway we're gonna we're gonna hash out our differences and figure this out and we're gonna start it off with the previously mentioned co-host the Wookiee co-pilot greg lent Stevie B, oh my God, it's so good to be here. When has it been two weeks already since we got together? But you know what it is? We can all now walk in to Galaxy's Edge without a reservation just by simply waiting in line for about 13 and a half hours. I was so happy to see earlier this week that the line for Smuggler's Run was an at, was 110 minutes. I almost said an hour and 10 minutes, but 110 uh, minutes. 110 minutes. It's almost just to get on Smuggler's Run. Almost 120 minutes, which is two hours. And I don't want to brag, but Dave and Ooh. I just waited 35 minutes. Oh, Woo-hoo. damn! Yep. Yeah, Steve. Steve, I don't know about you, but I don't usually brag about taking a shorter time than other guys. Hey, 35 minutes. Come on, still pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Stop! Ivansky. Oh my God! What a great night! What a great night to be here, Steve. This mm. is episode ninety. N- number ninety, buddy. That, that is my graduating year. Mm. So I'm celebrating tonight. Mm. I'm getting. That's the year I was born. Shit face mm. drunk. I, I heard a voice, but it, it's also how old I felt this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show, Scott. I'm here. All right. I'm ready. Also joining the show tonight, he is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Hi, hello. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Richard Hive podcast. Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. How are we doing tonight, everybody? One and all. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. Better than ever. How are you? I'm well, mm-hmm. except for certain threats to uh, eye sockets and ear canals earlier by a certain lifelong friend. Yeah, of the Star Wars saga. Yeah, there was some uh, there was some stuff being thrown down before the show. Oh, it's uh, Venom. Before we Vitriol. roll tape. 
It's all out of love. It's all out it of is. love. Pure love. A, a certain type of love, for sure. <laughs> yeah, not the sure. be, not the best type of love. <laughs> is it tools? It's said a it pretty best, one right? sided sex. It's it's oh, the best, man. Right? It's that's right. That's right. That that's hate kind of one sided love. Oh man! And finally, fuck this guy. We have. Isn't that the catchphrase of the world's creepiest babysitter? Dave! It's like your mother. It's been previously loved and paid for by a couple of guys. <laughs> Under <laughs> no circumstances. I just wish I ordered a plate of useless assholes. <laughs> should... That's kind of like us. Should <laughs> you ever... Quadzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Random. And I mean... Hagrid's nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that line from from the movie. Oh, oh yeah. Ever! Benedict come in his own hand. (laughs) (laughs) Call him. Teenage Mutant Ninja Asshole. Harry. You know, you're about as annoying as a condom filled with fire ants. How's that for a fucking metaphor? (laughs) Potter. (laughs) Spubaka. Welcome to the show, David. There, I, I... It's so good that I know that these things come from a loving place, because otherwise <laughs> my feelings would probably be really hurt. Oh, that's right. I don't have any feelings. It's okay. Wow. Come on, though. Really, the last one. Condom, a condom filled with fire ants. That is just just an awful, awful feeling. And on that note, I have to say to everybody out there listening to us in podcast land, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. We are clearly five by five tonight. It was a long struggle for some of us to get here, but we're here. Some of us may have even forgotten that it was recording night, but we're here, and that's the important thing. You shouldn't talk about yourself that way. I just got to say, Galaxy's Edge is open to the general public, and the general public voted with their feet because the first morning it was open, the Galaxy's Edge queue time on the Disneyland app was at like 15 minutes at 8.01 and jumped to 181 minutes at like 8.06. Wow. And Disney Disney had to put their crowd control technology to the test. Now, they didn't have a lot of their uh, anti-shoplifting stuff in place, but hey... They're still learning. They're still figuring it well, out. Well, it, it turns out it's not the shops they're lifting, though, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be let's be serious. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get to it. There is thievery going on, but we'll we will decide if it's appropriate or not. Um, well, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, if you have ever stolen anything from Disneyland, we would. Yeah, apparently, Scott's garage is. This is this is going to be a long show. That's uh, call us and let us know what you got. Uh, the Wretched Hive hotline is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell Hive. You are goddamn right, sir. And you can find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive podcast. Love you, Facebook. <laughs> uh, on Twitter at wretchedhivepod. Instagram at wretchedhive77 you can email us to show at thewretchedhive.net you can find our app in the apple app store and of course we love it when you leave a review um on apple podcast that really helps us a lot before we get to the news we've got a couple of of uh of announcements to make number one 
uh, we need to talk a little bit about Galaxy's Edge and our trip to Galaxy's Edge. Dave and I visited the new Star Wars land at Disneyland a couple of weeks ago. We actually have a mini podcast release that uh, we recorded there at Downtown Disneyland. But I wanted to revisit uh, in case uh, some listeners don't download the, the mini episode. So I just want to talk about it a little bit, Dave. Um, what was your impression uh, at first glance, uh, well, at first experience of Galaxy's Edge, Dave? It's an incredible achievement. It's completely immersive. And I just loved being there. And I want to go back. If I could go back every day, frankly, I would. Because it's just awesome to hang out with the X-Wing Starfighter there, with the Millennium Falcon there, Stormtroopers walking around trying to arrest you. It's just fantastic. And the Disney cast people are all, at this point anyway, still... They're more tenured. They're more seasoned. So even if they're telling you no, even if they're telling you you can't do something, you don't even realize that's what they're doing until like 30 seconds after you walk away. It was just an amazing, wonderful experience. All my friends commented because I was texting pictures throughout the day. They commented that you just looked so happy. Yeah. Which is so unlike you, Dave. It is. It is. It made me think I really need to work on my fucking brand a little bit. Well, I I, I totally agree. We had a great time together. We took Lisa and Christine, the Wretched Wives. And and I talked a little bit about this on the the mini-up we did, Dave. But I just want to reiterate. When when you're there in Galaxy's Edge, you talk about an immersive experience. Number one, as... As Disneyland is built with with a berm around the park, so you can't see outside of Disneyland. They've really taken that to heart in Galaxy's Edge. It, you cannot see out of it, so you really feel like you're, like you're in a separate place that's not Disneyland. Uh, it's the char- the people that are walking around that at work there are in character. A lot of them are wearing costumes and behaving like Star Wars characters. You can't buy anything in the land that says Disneyland on it or that says Star Wars on it because you're on Batuu. You're on this remote uh, edge of the universe world and so why would you be able to buy something that says Star Wars? You can buy Imperial stuff, you can buy Rebel stuff, but nothing that says Star Wars or Disneyland. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Dave, that something that you commented on was the audio production for, um, for creating the ambiance um, as you're walking through Galaxy's Edge. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? It, it, I just remember that it was, you, you're so kind of in the moment. There's this very distinctive noise that anybody who watches Star Wars remembers of the, the X-Wing swooping by. It's the same sound effect whether it's on a planet or in space. And they play that over loudspeakers with a Doppler effect as you're walking through the land. And every goddamn time it happened my head whips up in the direction of the sound to look for the fighter craft in the sky because that's how in the moment you are you just hear the noise and you react looking for it yeah so no, I, so I just got, I, well, well I did not get to go um, and and not that I wasn't invited <coughs> to go or anything like that but you know I, <coughs> sir. there was a reservation system and we all kind of poo-pooed at the fact that it was going to be insanely crowded and the reservation system was kind of silly but from what I understand from you guys and the other people I know that went, the reservation system really worked in this case. Um, not everybody is going to get to get in, and we've got to realize that. And so the reservations help keep the 
the experience enjoyable for everybody who went. And mm. I I got to commend them for coming through with what seems like a, a pretty successful soft launch, if you will. So It was great. I mean, th- there were lines for things, but the line for Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride, was 35 minutes long. We went on it twice in a four-hour uh, reservation that we had there. We had lunch with a minimal weight. Um, we did some shopping. Um, I bought a... Uh, actually, I'm going to show you guys really quick. I got a couple things I can show you. Number one is I bought this. Hold on. Lean over with. So I got the uh, got the Chewbacca bag. The Bandolier. Uh, the, messenger, right? the messenger bag. It's got a little messenger the bag purse. with the Chewbacca. Yeah, it's a, it's a man purse, let's face it. But, uh, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's legit. It is. It's uh, that, was, that was my... Big uh, hey, thing I spoiled myself with, and you got the bandolier on there. That's all that matters. Yes. So right there, you're good, man. It, you're it's solid. It's the bandolier with the bag, and this one you guys haven't seen yet because I've been I've been saving it for the show. Oh, here we go. This was Dave's purchase. I happen to be holding it for Dave because huh? he's in a transition period. Should we right be now. doing a drum roll for this? I uh, mean, sure. Just... You can go ahead and do a drum roll. This is the. That's not a drum. Oh, wow. Dejaric board game. Oh, nice. That's a wood. It's a real wood base. That's the Dejarc table with um, pla- with like plastic figurines of all the the claymation characters. Yeah. Uh, you flip it over, and I think it's a checkerboard. So you can play checkers with uh, imperial and rebel pieces. Oh man. And uh, there's actual. I haven't opened it up yet, Dave. I told you I was. I, one of my conditions of holding it for Dave was that I get to play it. Okay. But I haven't had a chance to. But. Um, there's rules. Apparently, there's rules in here for playing Dejaric, and I, I have, I've never, yeah. I don't know what they are, and I, I want to learn how to play. Oh yeah. Rule number one Wait. is let the Wookiee win. <laughs> well done, Wookiee win. Yeah. So that that was uh, that was Dave's gift to himself. So there's a lot of unique shopping to do there. Um, Word of great. warning for people who are going. So if you if you get into the reservation line to get your lightsaber and you put down your two hundred dollars, uh-huh. if you miss your reservation. You do not get your two hundred dollars back. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> so I have so, a. Fr- uh, uh, go do ahead. not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. I, I have right. an. I have an important question. I haven't gotten to ask Steve this, yes, but it, I need to clarify something. Am I crazy? Am I misremembering the the Imperial mount, remote control mouse droid? Yes. Did we or did we not see that? outside of Galaxy's Edge in the morning before we went into Galaxy's Edge. I agree. I thought we did. And what Dave's talking about is they sell a little mouse droid. Now, that one that you're looking at there, Scott, is a popcorn container nice. that I bought there. It's a, it's a, it's about an 8-inch long life, uh, other full-scale mouse droid from the Death Star. Okay, can I point out a few that, other things before you continue with this? Well, let me finish my story really quick. Oh, sorry. Really quick. That's okay. So what Dave's talking about is they also sell, sold a remote control... Oh. Mouse droid. Stop it. Well, that shoots missiles. <laughs> so you can steer it towards someone and then shoot them. You know, my pets would suffer greatly <laughs> if I and, had this. And I'm with you, Dave. I remember seeing that somewhere outside the park. I don't remember where. It must have been over by Star Tours um, in the, what is it called? The uh, Star... Uh, yeah, yeah the, the mall thing that's between Hyperspace Mountain and Star Tours. Yes. But I, I clearly remember seeing it. And we went back there at the end of the night to buy it, 
and I couldn't find it anywhere. Mm. And a very bored cast member told me that it was only available in Galaxy's Edge. I don't know so about that. Okay. Huh. I'm think. Well, I, I agree with you, but I think perhaps it was a case where someone put some stuff out that they weren't supposed to. That's probably And then maybe. somebody realized it later in the day and yanked it. Possible. Okay, Scott, I want to go back to you. Sorry, what were you... So I noticed a few other items here I'd like to point out real Mm. quick here. Um, Oh, yeah. You have what looks to be like Coca-Cola or Diet Coke uh, (laughs) containers in the shape of a thermal detonator. Yes, they sold those. (laughs) Those are awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, save the bottles for those. Thermal detonator-shaped Coke and Diet Coke uh, containers. I'm already planning my costume for Halloween. Yeah, you want one of those? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Sure. I'm going to be Bosch. Um, <laughs> nice. The other thing is, there is a giant new banner in the Hive headquarters here. Yes. That is the Black Spire Outpost banner. Um, that's that very was, large. That was me telling Steve that needs to be his gift to himself. Yeah, okay. I, I that was a I forgot about that one. Yep, you're right. Yeah, I, I that was a purchase. Okay. I did not steal it. That's what I wanted to like get to Star because Wars we fans. talked about thievery at the oh, beginning of the get, show. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get. No, that was not that was a purchase. Yeah, and and I did notice when I pulled up. Not only is there a nice Porsche out front, but there is a <laughs> giant Millennium Falcon on the driveway. I didn't know. How <laughs> no, did you pull that? That I off? stole. Okay, that was stole. I was so curious. Right. talking about the Millennial, the the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> the Millennial. Um, yeah, I know. I'm what are you scar- talking I'm, about? I'm, me I'm for? scarred for life think? because of this show. I'm <laughs> lost all Star Wars credit because of this show. Um, so the you're walking. You know they've they've got it set up a little bit like um, New Orleans Square, where you can kind of lo- get lost a little bit. The, until you get used to exactly like the layout, I've only been there the one time, you you can get lost going around corners and you're not really sure where you are. Um, there's a corner that turns past, they, they sell blue milk. Okay. Dave and I both had a cup of blue milk. How is it? Uh, it's, like a, it's like a cold milkshake that's really, really sweet. Ah. It was clearly not straight from the alien teat. Yeah. Well, that's that's green milk, by the way. That's, there is a green. There was green milk as well. Okay. The one yeah. from Last Jedi is green. Yeah, right? yeah, more green. Okay. And the All green right. milk had a little bit of a floral, sort of a scent flavor. <laughs> oh, <what the> <laughs> uh, I know. And the blue one. Was, I don't want to know. Overly sweet. But so anyway, you go around that corner, and uh, when you turn the corner going in, Dave and I were walking in, and the you see this huge Tie Fighter. It's it's enormous. Yeah. And you just, I literally gasped. Like, it's so beautiful. And then is it, you is keep it winding around. First order TIE Fighter? or It's, is a, it? it's a new so, TIE Fighter that we haven't seen yet. And Dave, go. And and that, and that we will probably never see. It was a concept that when they were designing the park, they worked with Colin, now departed director of Star Wars Episode Nine on uh, developing a ship that he was going to use in his version of Star Wars Episode Nine, and that's the cut, the special TIE fighter that's there in Galaxy's Edge. And I don't know that we're ever going to see that thing in, you know, continuity in a movie anymore because, you know, there's no tomorrow for Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, right? but what a, what a great <laughs> what a great little uh, a nod to a, a possibility, a, yeah. a, a moment that could have been. And and it's sort of up on a stage, so clearly they use it for, you know, like staging for you know, special events and stuff. Okay. But there's that's, another... where, that's where Kylo Ren walks out, isn't it? Exactly. Kylo Ren pop out. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty yep. sure. 
So, uh, yeah, there's the Imperial Supply Store, so you can get all your uniforms and your notebooks and all your stuff from the Imperial Supply oh, wow. Store right all, there. All your, all your propaganda posters. Yes. Awesome. Uh, but there's another corner that you're, you're arcing around to the right. And on the other side of this corner, as you're coming around to the right, the first thing you see that kind of pops into your view is the, is, is the distinctive cockpit of the Falcon facing you on the other side of this wall. And so that was my other <gasps> moment where you walk around this corner and you see the Falcon for the first oh. time. I showed you the video. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's I retrace my steps to try to capture the memory. Yeah. Um we talked that about was, this, yeah. That was, dare I say, a magical moment. Disney knew exactly what the fuck they're doing. They put the walkway like that so you turn the corner and you see that cockpit. It is something to behold, a one-to-one scale model of the Falcon. Real real talk here, real talk. Nobody else is listening. It's just us right now. Okay, all right. Wait, hold on. Let me me turn off the... uh, Let me turn off the... All right, go ahead. Yeah. Did you cry? I did not cry. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I did not cry then. So the, the 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 second half of this question is is how far behind were were Lisa and Christine and how hard were they laughing? Well, so if you listen to the mini episode, they they, they did literally take pictures of me and Steve. They were just yeah. standing behind us. They were just taking pictures of our reaction to seeing the Falcon yeah. as they saw it from from the back. So as the... you guys jumped at you, jumped to each other's arms and just hugged it you know, passionately. <laughs> Um, that may have happened, yes. But what I'm saying is, you know, on the mini episode, if you go back one episode and listen to that, I asked Lisa what is her favorite part of the day, and she said her favorite part was watching me and Dave geek out. Like, I mean, you know, they like Star Wars, but it's not anything exactly. they really truly care about. But watching us giggle like, you know, oh, like yeah. we're 10 and look at that ship, I mean, it's something to behold. The, the detail in that place... It, it looks it looks like it's a thousand years old, but it's brand new. Yeah. If They've you, done if you such didn't a great walk job. in there, look at it and say, What a hunk of junk, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. And the cool thing too is there's there's um the only thing behind the Falcon, and I've gotten asked this a lot of questions, with so many people there, how do you get this clear picture with just you and the Falcon behind yeah. you? And I think I shared with Scott that there's behind the Falcon is only the queue we, for we, the ride. We killed everybody. It was the first mass shooting at Disneyland. We killed Murder. everybody, and that's how we got. Well, the technically, first shot. it was a, we force choked everyone. Frankly, nice. But, yeah, um, true. Behind true. the Falcon, there's no, there you can't get back there because it's just the queue of the line, and so all you need to do is you just make sure that people kind of cleared out. People were being very respectful. That let everybody you know get their shots and everything. And it's it was pretty simple to get a clear shot of the Falcon with just us. Mm. So yeah, Man. but uh, overall the ride was also a lot of fun, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it as time goes on. But just a great experience at, at uh, Galaxy's Edge. If you get to go, guys, we have to have to plan a day that we all go. We got to yeah. get in. Yeah. Well, so I want to jump uh, in. And September. Just... I, I'm, I'm waiting until September. So that's that's right. my that's my time schedule. Okay. That's fine. Let's book it. So I want to ask, and this is just um, like to the benefit of a friend of mine who I've mentioned on the show a few times. Um, 
did some of the exterior paintwork on it. How oh. you, you just said how great it was. I mean, oh. up close, the detail, oh knowing what we know from the movies, being fans, being geeks. Yep. How did you, how your reaction to the detail that you saw? Because I want to give a lot of props to the person I know that actually painted a lot of that. The Falcon looks movie realistic. Real. Yeah. It, it's incredible. It looks real. Okay. I was paying attention to the little giblets on the side of the Falcon. You know, that the, the, the filmmakers in, in the, it's very been discussed on, you know, for years now, how they took like model parts and stuck them on the side of things and like yeah. jet models and car models and kind of made them work and fit them in. And it looks screen accurate to me. I mean, it's just wow. amazing. Okay. The cool thing too about it is that when you're in the queue for the ride, you go up and behind the Falcon and you kind of elevate above it and you get this view of over the backside of the Falcon. Oh. So you can see the, the, uh, the ports, the, the, exhaust, the ports. exhaust ports back there. Yeah. It's, there's no detail has been left to chance. Wow. It just looks amazing. Uh, do you mind if I throw a shout you're, out? You're there looking. Them, or? Well, of course. You're looking right at the backside, and it's it's. I think it's called the Kim Kardashian observation deck, but I could be. <laughs> <laughs> What's your um, friend? Who's your friend that did the great work uh, on the Falcon? This friend that I know through the Tiki uh, movement that I get uh, that I'm involved in. Uh, her name's Laura, and she does a lot of artwork on her own. But she's brought in on these big projects, and she mentioned that she was brought in on this and did a lot of that exterior paintwork and had a great little sub story. I'm, I'm going to tell it poorly for her, but she's the one who, while trying to get the details correct, who is also, I guess, a huge star Wars fan had a little bit of a moment with one of the leads saying that, why does it have to look so dirty? And she's like, are you serious? Like we all know that the Falcon is dirty. It's a lived in universe. And her and I think all of the co-workers in the paint department sat back and said, no, this has to be this way. Hmm. And I give them a lot of props for standing up and doing it right. So It kind of seems weird that one of the leads wouldn't know, you know, like that they would have someone that would not know. We From, talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. Too. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's just one of those things where I think the way that the story went was that it's a much younger person and just hmm. didn't understand the... You know the implications, the ramifications of not doing it right in the clean sense. They just thought, make it new, make it clean, and mm. they came in and did that. It, it might not be a hundred percent accurate, but yeah. close enough. And anyway, I just from what you guys say, it's it's down to the, the finest details. So, so, what was her name again? Laura. Laura, well done. Yeah. Whatever you did, you yeah. nailed it because it looks gorgeous. She does a lot of well artwork, done. so I'm going to give her props. Her she goes online by the name Ra Ra Bird. So if you <laughs> want to look that up on Instagram, uh, she does some really fine work out there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good plug. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, that was our little geek out moment for Galaxy's Edge. If you have the opportunity to go, obviously we highly recommend it. We're looking at September, right? Bring some cash. Yeah, we're looking at September for Greg. Okay. And uh, so I'm in. All right. Definitely. I can. Yeah. So my pass is blocked out from now until the end of August, like August 19th or something. Okay. So I I can't go anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds great. Let's plan it. Okay. I'm I'm good. Probably after the first week of September because that's right. all birthday stuff. So great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. Let's make it a date, baby. Let's go. It's a date. All right. Well, guys, we got some news to cover. Let's do it. Let's do it. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. 
No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, Galaxy's Edge is phenomenal. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh... But everything in Galaxy's Edge apparently is not nailed down. You can take some stuff. And uh, Star Wars fans Star Wars fans have been taking advantage of that fact. This is an article in the OC Register. Galaxy's Edge smugglers make off with anything not nailed down in Disneyland's new Star Wars land. Uh, subtitle, A Simple Search for Galaxy's Edge on the eBay online shopping site reveals a slew of purloined items that probably should not have left Star Wars Land. And I'll run down the list here. So, coasters from the cantina, from okay. Oga's Cantina, have become a hot item Yeah. on eBay. I think they're going for anywhere between <laughs> $6 to $20. And these are like card... Cardboard coasters. If it, you guys know what I'm talking about, like when you go to a bar and you get a cardboard coaster. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, these... car, that was the one thing I think Cara said. If you guys get a chance to go in the bar, she said pick up some of those coasters because she wanted some for her collection. She's got a collection of coasters from all over the place. Right, yeah. and so you think like if you walk out of a bar, like of course we always talk about Timeless Pints and Barley Forge, yeah. mm -hmm. the, the the places we hang out and have a beverage. You know, you stick a pot. Uh, coaster in your pocket no big deal Dude, well, i don't even do that i just carry it out right. I'm yeah like i know it's, it it's like it's like... it's like free advertising for them or something right um well apparently they're not making any more for Oga's cantina <laughs> because they're all <laughs> they ran out they 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 were Jesus. stolen and they're getting there's now a secondary market for them yeah on ebay i guess that's the problem right if you just take them and not tell anybody and it just becomes a fun thing you know, but if you're going to resell it and make money, what are you what are you doing? Well, like Greg said, Kara, you know, his his wife Kara has got like a collection and we have a, a little tiki bar that we have set up in our house. So we yeah. do have a collection of tiki bars from wherever we visit, those little coasters or the drink swizzle sticks. Yeah. Uh, we have those. I mean, yeah, sure, of that's course. a common thing. Yeah. So uh, just scrolling down this article here, it says, um, Oh, let's see. I lost it. Shoot. Um, Disneyland likely isn't thrilled that some bar patrons took dozens <laughs> of Olga's Cantina coasters to resell online for 10 bucks a piece. Look, there's always going to be an asshole out there. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot that visit <laughs> Disneyland. Uh, now, the other thing now, is... My ahead, question, though, these coasters, are they like the little cardboard yeah. paper mache coasters? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just standard bar coaster, yeah. How the fuck are you going to say that it's stealing when they throw them out like candy bars? Well, well, Nico, do I need to do I need to do something right now? Yes. No, not yet. All right. Let's continue. Let's continue this conversation. Right, okay, okay, okay. Hold. Okay. Put it on hold. Put it on hold. All right. So, the other item... Hold on. Wait. Wait. We need to <laughs> there, there you go. That was another beverage. Needs another beverage. Good. It was good. So the other, the other element, <laughs> the other <laughs> takeaway that's being sold online are the Disneyland maps. So you know those maps that you get when you walk into the park, and it says like the attractions are that are closed today, and here's the map of Disneyland. You can open it up. It's on a sixteen by nine piece of paper that's folded into a pamphlet. Yes, and it shows the map of Disneyland. Right. We've all. I mean, you, you're handed one when you walk in the park. Right. Well, at Galaxy's Edge, fans were taking a stack of them 
right? And then selling <laughs> them on they eBay. Were. And so uh, most people, according to this article again, Orange County Register, most people don't need 20 maps when they enter the park. What? But if you can sell <laughs> Galaxy's Edge keepsakes for six bucks a pop. Which is what they're going for, and they're making their money back online. <laughs> they look like a stack of dollar bills just yeah. sitting there. So just people really... are fucking buying them. More, more yes. importantly, a stack of six dollar bills. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I have a friend uh, who has a son. Uh, he uh, he's a listener to the show, actually. Then he he collects these. He collects. Yeah maps of theme parks from all over the country and so it's a thing people want them oh, yeah. now when we went when Dave and I were there with Christine and Lisa we were not handed a map but yeah I they were out by then wow. apparently for sale on eBay but I went I went to Disneyland before Galaxy's Edge was open uh, well, before I had a reservation to I wanted to get a t-shirt on opening day so I because I have an annual pass I can go and just buy a t-shirt and leave Sure. So I found a map sitting by the cash register and I'm like, oh, cool, a Galaxy's Edge map. And I so I have it. I got one of the Galaxy's Edge without even really meaning to. Yeah. But I now have one. I'm going to frame that. Thing. So you stole it from the, the no. cash register. <laughs> well, possibly, I suppose. <laughs> but they're free. They are. Uh, 100%. Anyway. Yeah. 100% stolen. Contraband. Yeah. Ooh. So um, I had another announcement I was going to make on the show. There's so one other thing that people are stealing. Oh, yes, please. Silverware. <laughs> so there's the plasticware from it. one of the eateries. Uh, well, there's a laminated menu from Olga's Cantina that people are walking out with. Yeah, that's common. Starting at 40 bucks on eBay. Yeah. Um, and then somewhere here, I can't find it right now, but there's a um, there are uh, silverware, like a fork. That's branded with with. Um, it, it's got uh, a logo or something. Yeah, it's got right? a logo, and people are selling them online. Yeah, so let me back this up. I want to jump in on this whole stealing thing. So, uh, first of all, Nico, have you met any Disney files out there? They are freaks, man. When you talk about <laughs> yeah. us being on a show talking about Star Wars for the last three years, yeah. Disney files yeah. are freaks. I they're, know you. I have a lot of weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends that are these people, and they are obsessed. Are we talking anyone with an annual pass, or is that this no, another no. level? Dude, you're not about. even no, close no, no. to this that is... level. Let me tell you, there are people. Right. No. You walk okay. into their house, and you will be scared shitless. <laughs> but I'm going to just say that there okay. there are people that collect everything, everything Disney more so than you know even us collecting some Star Wars. Paraphernalia or a garage. Have you pole. seen my garage? Yeah, I have a insane. I have a thirty pound porg right mean... over there that's giving me the eye right now. <laughs> I know. Just hold on, a couple hours, honey. Oh, it's okay. Damn. Calm down. Okay. So the other thing is, yeah. yeah. So the maps. I've always known that. I actually yeah. have old stuff that I've kept around because I'm a hoarder apparently. But I've kept old maps of Magic Mountain. Yeah. Sure. I even have Disneyland maps from back in the late seventies all the way up to Ooh. like nineteen eighty nine. Hold on to those. Oh yeah. No, I've. I'm framing those bad boys because I know there are freaks out there that will buy that stuff for 40 bucks. Right. So, but yeah, I it's a common thing. And now with this tiki thing that I'm in all the time, you know, visiting bars and events and stuff. Yeah. People look for those menus, those everything. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, the other thing that they were selling is. Um, uh, so when you go on the Smuggler's Run ride. Oh, when no. you're in the queue, when you get you walk in 
yeah, we should have talked about this a little bit more. You walk in, you're in the line, you take a left turn, and somebody says, "Welcome to the on board to the Millennium Falcon," and you step into the uh, navigation area with the Dejarc table and the navigation desk, and so you can take a picture on the table. But you're handed these cards that tell you where to sit when you get in the cockpit. They're t- they're taking those. Yeah. Oh. So they're taking those that say like pilot or navigator or gunner. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're for sale, man. All right. Assholes. So, so, well, since since we're gonna, I know we're gonna move on to the next thing, but I just want to say I do have a stack of maps over here. If anyone wants some, <laughs> some what, can we, they ended up in my. Can they be signed by the wretched hive? Uh, guys, we need to go into this a little bit deeper, and that's gonna take us into this week's episode of the Nico Zone. Submitted for your approval, a lone millennial on a Star Wars podcast packed with the opinions of old men. They believe, as old men often do, that their knowledge is fact and that the facts are on their side. But what they don't know is they're about to climb aboard a Carillion cruiser and the captain is heading straight to the center of the Nico Zone. The Nico Zone. The Nico Zone. Holy Jesus Christ, you Disney people scare me. You're stealing fucking forks? Plastic forks from a restaurant? Get them, Nico. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's entry into the Nico Zone. What are you doing with your life when you're taking the free handouts and selling them on eBay? It's called making money. Living your best life. Do we have... You know, I went to dinner tonight with my girlfriend and one of her friends. And the waitress asked if we wanted any waters. I said, yes, I'd love some waters. Can we also have some lemons? I'm not going to take those lemons home and sell them (laughs) on the side of the road at a fruit stand. What are these Disney people doing? I don't I don't understand. These are the people that are also taking the 3D glasses home from the Honey I Shrunk the Audience attraction and selling those on eBay also. Oh yeah. Uh. If you really want to steal something from Disneyland, what you need to do is go down to Main Street. You know, the Main Street Disneyland. And you grab something from one shop where the five shops are connected together and you walk around from one shop to another holding this teddy bear. And before anybody realizes it, you're out the fucking park with the free teddy bear. If you're going to steal something, steal something worth actual dollars that has a price tag on it that you can, you know, like, validate later for any sort of monetary value. You're taking fucking maps that they're giving people for free and trying to sell them. Are we encouraging people to steal on this podcast? No, I'm just going to say, if you're going to be some sort of shady scumbag entrepreneur, at least do something that's going to be worth your while. You're taking free pieces of paper and handing it out. And you know what? I don't even feel that bad for the people who are taking these things and selling them. Like, yeah, you guys are terrible human beings. But who's worse? The people taking these things and selling them or the idiots online that are fucking buying them? This is only compounding and, like, validating my point on the last Nico Zone that the people on the internet are terrible. The internet is full of terrible awful human beings 
And Disneyland is fueling them by putting their brand on anything. You want to stop this shit? Hand out white plastic daisy forks at all your eateries. <laughs> oh my god. I need oh another god. beer. Okay. That was strong, can man. I, can I jump yeah, in let's on this? Yeah, let's close this up. Oh my god, that, that was, was strong. Well done. It, it wasn't well quite Shatner so. telling... Wasn't quite Shatner telling Star Trek fans to get a life, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Nico. Yeah. Go. Can, can I? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I would just like to state that we here at the Wretched Hive do not condone any thievery of any kind from any Disney stores on Main Street or anywhere else in the park. Thank you very much. Now back to the Nico Zone. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I'm pretty sure we do. Did you hear the? Did you hear the Nico Zone? I'm pretty sure. No, 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 I'm pretty sure. What I was making is oh, if no. you're if you're gonna do something, do something worthwhile. Okay. If you're gonna do something, do it right. Don't steal. So if you're gonna go drugs, just go straight to heroin. Just right right to the smack just kabam oh the opinions of the hosts don't necessarily <laughs> represent those of the wretched hive podcast <laughs> ah the disclaimer oh. you know what oh, terrible human beings are terrible human beings no matter what oh. you do i almost threw up i was laughing so hard yeah, I, I, know, man. I thought you were gonna oh my god that was great we almost lost a hive. I I enjoy I enjoy Nico so much on this show. I do That's too. good stuff, man. Yeah. That is and, and and nailed the point at the end. I by agree. the way, it's yeah. not the people stealing, it's the people buying yeah, that are the real bastards. Yeah, those assholes. <laughs> how many uh what have you bought, Dave? I was going to say uh, how many coasters Nothing. do you own, Dave? Yeah. yeah. Only I, the ones he took out of the park in his pocket with him, Scott. Wow. I have 37 maps and counting. Well, one other story here on OC Register. Disneyland crowds quickly fill Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to capacity on the first day reservations are no longer required. Online reservations for the Cantina and Lightsaber building experience were snapped up by 8 a.m. So here's the deal with that, guys. So you can download the Disney app. And if you go to Disneyland, make sure you... Put the Disney app on your phone before you go. You need it to make, well, you can use it to make food reservations, to make reservations for Olga's, can, Olga's, not Olga, Olga's Cantina, and to build a lightsaber. Now, that those reservation systems open up at 7 a.m. the morning that you go. Hmm. So what you want to do is open up your app, make your reservation. Now, if you cancel your reservation for the lightsaber, I think... I think I don't know if you have to pay when you make the reservation on your phone, but Lisa you told do, me that if you make the reservation, you still have to pay the two hundred bucks if you don't go. Yeah, yeah. So you maybe, have to, you have to pay at the time of the reservation. I don't know if it's over the app or how it is, but yes, you you when you make the reservation, you are paying your two hundred bucks for the for the saber at that point. Okay, so don't make it unless you're serious. But if you want to get a reservation, get on the app at seven a.m. Make your reservation because by eight, they're all taken. Wow. Now, go ahead. Okay, can can we do a a pop, a pop quiz, uh, Star Wars choices real quick? Oh yeah, we can. Are you kidding me? I'm ready. Let's do this. Oh, we'll do a mini one. You don't get the whole theme, Nico, but you get the mini That's theme. That's fine. All right. You've been waiting in line for Smuggler's Run hmm. for an hour and 15 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. You were up near the front of the line. Your time spot for your $200 lightsaber that you've already paid for is over in the next 10 minutes. Lightsaber. Yeah. Lightsaber or yeah. Smuggler's Run. Light- you lightsaber. only get to do one. This is your only visit to Disneyland. Mm, you're lightsaber. from out of state. Oh, yeah. That makes what it difficult. What do you do? Lightsaber. Lightsaber is well, yeah. $200 down the drain if you don't do it. Smuggler's yeah. Run is nothing. And, and, and I can tell you, having been on Smuggler's Run, it, it, it's awesome. It's fantastic. Not worth the 200 bucks. Yeah. I'd rather go get the lightsaber. I can take it home. I'm, I'm going to say, because Nico brought up the out-of-state thing, I, yeah. it's going to be there years down the road. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll get back in the line. But you said this is your only shot. You don't. Well, that's not an option. You have terminal cancer. You have terminal cancer. And and this is your Make-A-Wish Foundation trip to Disneyland. So this is it. You sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon one Mm. time, Mm. or do you take home a lightsaber? I got to say really quick as we're deciding this. I sat in the right – if you get a chance, sit in the right-hand pilot seat because you get to engage hyperspace. You get to you reach up on the dashboard and there's a green light saying do this. It tells you and you pull down those iconic bars. Yeah, the levers. The yeah. levers. You pull those down and engage hyperspace. Yeah. It's freaking incredible. That's awesome. Damn but it. having said that, I'm with yeah, I'm with Dave boner. and uh, <laughs> yeah, boner. I, I'm with Dave on the lightsaber. I would take the lightsaber. Yeah, lightsaber. Now with with my proviso that it's terminal cancer and this is your only chance. This is, you know, this no. is it. You make what a Wish is, Foundation what, trip. I go right. on the Millennium Falcon. What right. is wow. it about ancient weapons and hokey religions are no match for a blaster in a fight? Is that what you're saying, Greg? Mm, that's what I'm saying. What is it about these lightsabers that make them worth $200 that you can't go on ultrasabers.com yeah. and spend, yeah. you know, well, $80 I, to get yeah, one for, for, and have it shipped I, to your house? I, I can from, answer from that, I, but I'll let you what I've read go. about them, I would rather spend the 200 bucks at at Ultra Saber and buy a full combat ready with the with the latest generation sound effects board in there because they sound much better than the 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 Disney Sabers. Hmm. But you're paying for the experience at Disneyland. Yes. It's like it's like it's like making your your or getting or choosing your wand at the Harry Potter shop in Universal. It's a whole experience to it. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so I guess I guess let's 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 take away the monetary value of the lightsaber then. If you only have the time to do one or the other, do you take the time to build your lightsaber, oh, or do you take the time to sit in the cockpit? Smugglers run. If yeah, it's time, if, it, if, if, that, if, it's, case, if it's not two hundred dollars, I do the I do the Falcon. In yep. that case, if they're both free, yeah, I do the Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Yeah, that Falcon sitting in that pilot seat. Yeah, there's there that was a. That was a childhood dream come true that I got yeah. to live out a month ago. So you're ch- so you're telling me then, Steve, that your childhood dreams are worth two hundred dollars? Good to know. Thanks, Bus. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. So let me back this up a little bit. So I have a, a colleague at work that messaged me the other day, and she emailed me, and she said, "Hey, I went. I I did the lightsaber thing." Do you want me to bring it to work on Friday and you can check it out? Because I, I did not do the lightsaber thing, full okay. disclosure. So I said, of course, yeah. So she brings it in. So I got to handle a lightsaber that she made in the lightsaber, build your own lightsaber thing. So this thing, first of all, is very well made. It's it's metal. I mean, and it is heavy. It is a 
um, it, it feels like a movie prop. It's it's not a doesn't feel like a toy, like the ones that you can build in in Tomorrowland or whatever. Yeah. It's not plastic. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. steel. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. screw the pieces together. You can unscrew the base, pop off half of the center section, and there's an actual crystal in there that you can swap out. Huh. So hers had a blue crystal, blue okay. lightsaber. Yeah. You buy a green crystal, it ignites the green lightsaber. Wow. Red, red lightsaber. And then you can buy a holocron, a Jedi or Sith holocron, also in one of the shops there at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Put your crystal in the holocron, and it gives you. It, yeah, baby. It speaks to you, <laughs> based on the color and based on the character that is most connected to your crystal. There's no two crystals alike. It's it's this thing. Disney does it again. I'm gonna buy one of those goddamn holocrons. I'm probably gonna own five crystals. Yeah. I'm going to own a lightsaber, maybe more. Uh. Over time, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing. And then, on top of that, what Greg was getting to, you're paying for the experience, too. So her friend video, not videotaped, that's, we don't videotape We anymore, can call it Recorded, that. Yeah. I know, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her doing it. So it's this solemn ceremony with whoa, this Jedi whoa. teaching What kind you, of podcast this turned into? <laughs> yeah, teaching you, you about how to build a lightsaber. <laughs> and they're like, are you prepared to take the solemn vow? And the room just goes, yes. It's like this okay. ceremonial thing, and then they all ignite him at once. Come on! Oh and my god! You just got way hot after and... dark. Wretched hive. Yeah. Okay, so so I have I have two questions. So, sound effects, yes or no? Yes. Sound mm-hmm. effects sound. Okay, so there are sound effects. I, I actually have three questions. I didn't have anything to compare it to, but it, they sounded good to me. So, so it's so it's got the the ignition and the and the turning off. It's got the swinging around, and yes. it's got the collision detection when it hits something else. It makes a collision sound. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. So that's that's what the ultimate saber does as well. The blade is it a full size blade? Because the blades that I saw from the videos on YouTube looked a little short. So the one I held was a full size blade. Now I will say about the blade. It was very sturdy and, you know, like a glass, clearly like a glass or plastic tube covered with another piece of clear plastic for protection. Because, hmm. you know, always use protection. Full, com- always. full combat ready was my third question. Like, could uh, you, like, swing that as hard as you could and, like, like smack somebody with it and not have it be damaged? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I, okay. That's the one piece that I think is the difference between the combat ready lightsabers that you're talking about. They, mm-hmm. This one, I... Well, and it's not mine, so I was kind of being gentle with it. It, it definitely makes the you know sound when you hit it on something, but it's not. It didn't feel like I could hit it hard, and it would survive. Yeah, I, I was a little, I was very gentle with it because it didn't feel like it was combat ready. Okay, yeah, still, fair enough. Still, all that experience stuff. You know what? You've just brought some, a whole new thing to me. I think mm. I might be dropping some LSD and going into this park and oh. uh, having some holocron crystals <laughs> talk to me. Oh yeah, because that sounds fucking trippy. Ignite, ignite the holocron, uh, holoc- holocron, holocron, holocron in your brain, dude. And oh. Yeah, you'd you'd be feeling great. Yeah, Mickey yeah. and holocrons yeah. and oh, Tie Fighters. Damn, I'm I'm I'm. September can't come fast. Quit enough. the death sticks and rethink your life. Scott. Let's do it. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's see. It sounds like someone's breathing, having some heavy breathing issues into their microphone. Yeah. 
That's probably me. I'm reading about the black and white and yellow kyber crystals that are available at Galaxy's Edge right now. Yeah, so the black one, apparently... So, again, Disney marketing genius. There's black ones. There's black crystals that change your lightsaber. I don't think it turns it black, but it changes it to some other color. It's not not the dark sabers? I I don't know. What does it say about that, Nico? Do you have any intel on that? What if you put a black crystal in It's a video, and I'm not... You know, okay. feeling at liberty to play the video in the middle of a podcast. It's like yeah. a 12-minute video, so okay. I'm not yeah, really yeah, yeah. We'll trying to go there it. right now. Well, but the Disney marketing machine in full effect because, you know, obviously the Black Crystal is probably going to be pretty popular. Yeah. They're, well, on, according, a, they're on a limited run. Hmm. That's the most okay. rare crystal. Sorry, Nico, go. According to this article here, this is from desertnews.com. Hmm. Okay. Reputable. Fans can pick up an obsidian kyber crystal on eBay as of writing. A few black crystals are up for auction for as much as $500. Good God. So I don't know how much they... I want to say they were like 40 bucks. Sorry. Aren't the only pricey Star Wars memorabilia at Galaxy's Edge either. I previously wrote for Desert News that life-size R2-D2 replicas are available at the theme park for $25,000. Yeah, okay, so too. so this so this is this is making the rounds. Wow. So there's a droid building yeah. factory thing that you can build your own droid and there's all different types of types of, you know, R2 droids or uh, R4 there's BB the BB series droids and you can color code you know you can mix and match and everything make your own custom or you can build R2 or BB8 exactly or you can make your own but there's a special area that you go back and I, I read that Disney has sold three of these that you can build a three and a half foot tall R2 customize it the way you want it you can you can decide whether you want it brand new off the assembly line or battle worn, and it's twenty five thousand dollars, and three people have done it, so there's three very I assume to be very well off people yeah. that have done that. Do you have to buy these cash, or are they offering financing in the way of Republic credits? Mm. You have to buy it from yeah. Disney Bucks. We don't take your credits. Disney yeah, you have, to, you have to use I mean, Disney dollars. To be honest, if if they're allowing <laughs> nice any sort of drag. financing options for these things, yeah, it's like a that's payment. like that's like buying a car for the yeah. next you know five years. Four hundred bucks that's... a month for sixty months. Yeah, you can own yourself a, a an R two D two. Now it is remote controlled. Yeah. Uh, and... Can I send it to get beer? Yeah, I think it has the jets that allow it to fly. So oh, you, can you know fly what? To, to can box. I get it with like the Jabba the Hut bartender setup from the sail barge? <laughs> like in Return of the I Jedi? I totally do that. That's awesome. Greg's just taking the thoughts right out of my head. Oh, that's what I want. God, where's my $25,000, guys? <laughs> hey, look, we don't need $25,000. We only need five k each. We go in on this together and we all buy the yeah. Wretched Hive R2 unit. He's the Wretched R2. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, <clears throat> And if you guys don't have space for it, yeah. Oh no, it would Scott be right and I here. would keep it right here. Yeah, we would make sure because we live together. It would. <laughs> I do. I have a. <laughs> That's weird. I have a tinfoil blanket right here, and I just sleep on the concrete. So Scott one, lives in your garage. So one other thing. <laughs> one other thing I want to mention about the Star Wars thing in Disneyland is that 
if you want to go to Disneyland and you don't really care that much about going to Galaxy's Edge, which I'm not sure if we have any listeners on our show that would fall into that category, but now is the time to go because all the rides at Disneyland are empty. Mm-hmm. Really? Everybody's over in Galaxy's Edge. and I, I actually took a picture the day we went looking down Main Street and it looks like a ghost town. Like nobody was on Main Street. Everybody was over by, you know, Bear Country and the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that's where the entrance Sounds is. Sounds like the that's perfect time for you degenerates who are willing to not that we condone it to take something from Store <laughs> D on Main Street, walk through Store C, mm-hmm. B, and A, and out the front entrance with I, I said teddy bear. I cannot believe that we are actually giving instructions <laughs> Again, on how to do this. Not I'm not saying that, that I've all. ever taken jewelry, candy, stuffed animals, <laughs> hoodies, store. sunglasses, <laughs> hats. That's. I'm not saying, I'm not admitting to any of that. Other but people's if, photos at the photo Don't do store. it. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there goes our chance to uh, for the for the podcast stage at celebration. Mm. <laughs> We're probably screwed now. sponsorship. We're screwed. Um, probably. So when you say ghost town, did it does it look like some of those photos from like the first ten years, like where it's just a couple? I have a picture of me standing on the stairs of the the uh, train stop at main at Main Street, looking yeah. down the street. Yeah. And there's like two people. It's it's so weird. It's man. insane, and yeah. it was you know like nine a.m. or something. It was crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right. Hey, these are like peak times. This is summertime. This is when yeah. you know your SoCal yeah. pass holders are blocked out because the park's at capacity. No, there's sixty thousand people there. It's just that forty eight thousand of them are over at Galaxy's Edge right now. It's nuts. It's Matterhorn time, baby. Yeah, baby. And they're all at Oga's. So, guys, I want to cover this story from Inverse.com. We're going to get back to some Star Wars canon here. Let's do uh, it. uh, We're looking a little long in the tooth here for the show. So we got to get moving here. So this article on Inverse.com, this is interesting. Four things Force Ghosts can do in Star Wars and three things they can't. And this is relevant because it's come to light. Recently. Get an erection. Guaranteed. <laughs> Did it come from Lucasfilm? Did it come from Lucasfilm? I'm sure. Guar- that the erection. Guaranteed. <laughs> Did it come from Lucasfilm? That Luke Skywalker will appear in Episode Nine as a Force ghost. Okay. With an erection. With an erection. Did it come from Lucasfilm? Hmm. Hmm. Do we need to do we need to do some spoiler alert action I, on this? Maybe I don't know, but you know the only uh, the only character in the entire. Well, multi-trilogy yeah. saga that had an erection was C three PO. That's right. Is that is that true? Is that tops card canon? It is, man. That's a weird looking thing, too. It is. Um, all right, a, that's a golden rod, right? Okay, there. so so that's number one. Rod. So number one. So first of all, we should say there's some minor, some some sorry, mild. That's two beers in. <laughs> Mild mm-hmm. speculative spoilers for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker All right. ahead. All right. So let's just, with that as a caveat, number one, Force ghosts have limited time in the real world. Hmm. We don't ever see a Force ghost on screen for very long. Right? Yeah. So that's one observation. Number two, 
Dead Force users can use the Force on living things. So the example here that they give, this again, inverse.com article is titled Four Things Force Ghosts Can Do in Star Wars Canon and Three That They Can't. Um, so Obi-Wan's spirit, did he help Luke guide those proton torpedoes into the Death Star at the end of A New Hope? That sounds so dirty. Mm. Yeah, it does. It's not it entirely does. clear, but in The Last Jedi, we do see Yoda's spirit use the Force to cause a bolt of lightning to strike the tree. So clearly they can interact with the natural universe. Yeah, yeah. No, well, right. I think the first time we actually see that is in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So we see Obi-Wan have a little powwow session with Luke, and he comes walking in, and he just decides to start moving some branches around right. just to get through. He actually sits down. And sits down. He moves he, a branch and he sits down on a log. He doesn't have to do that. So. Right. Uh, number three, you have to learn how to become a Force ghost. Just merely being a Jedi does not mean that you can become a Force ghost. You've got to learn. It's True. a skill. Okay, so has it been explained why Anakin becomes a Force ghost then? Because we know Qui-Gon, we've learned from canon that Qui-Gon was studying how to become this, how to, how to move beyond this. We also know that Obi-Wan is told by Yoda that he's made contact with his old mentor. So mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. wants him to go off and study how to do this. Who tells Anakin to do this? Well, it's funny you say that, Scott, because number four is, then again, apparently some people can be Force Ghosts without learning. Yeah. Um... The article actually says, um, speaking of learning how to become a Force ghost, none of this explains how or why Anakin became a Force ghost. That's right. Or a change from uh, Sebastian <laughs> Shaw. To... I'm not sure that's canon. I don't know if that's canonized. Damn it. Um, so you're telling me if them projecting themselves as Force ghosts is a limited time engagement, that at yeah. the end of Return of the Jedi, that Obi-Wan, Yoda... And Anakin were all wasting time and effort to show up just to smile and wave. Oh yeah, they, at yeah, Luke they, at the end. They were and partying, only my Luke friend. that nobody else saw them. Nobody else acknowledged that they were there. They just the three of them decided to waste their time in you know the real world just to like look at him from afar and give him the proverbial pat on the back. No, we don't. You got we a problem with that? <laughs> that doesn't sound very Jedi. Well, so in this, in this, this inverse.com article, uh, there's a great quote here. It says, in the same, in a short story, and this is from a certain point of view, the book that I've talked about so many times, yeah. it's a must read, people. Read from a certain point of view. Okay. Uh, it, there's a short story about um, uh, Obi-Wan and, and visiting Qui-Gon, who's visited by Qui-Gon Jinn, the, the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. In that story, Qui-Gon's spirit uh, becomes nearly corporeal, so he's nearly part of the real world, and he tells Obi-Wan that he can do this because, quote, I'm okay, I can't do the voice. I can't do, I can't do the uh, Liam Neeson. Can cop. anyone do a Liam Neeson? <laughs> That's a tough one. Liam Neeson can do Liam Neeson. It's, yeah. a, it's a matter of learning to both claim the physical world and detach oneself from it. Hmm. Right. That's what the article says. Yeah. All right. So let's so let's talk about what they can't do. So number one, 
we've never seen a force ghost wield a lightsaber like a real world lightsaber pick it up we saw yoda pick up a branch or use his cane and whack luke with it yeah yeah but we've never seen one hold a lightsaber but if the if doesn't can, mean they can't yeah, yeah if, that's true if he has the control to pick up a cane and whack somebody over the head with it i mean come on right now is that yoda picking up a stick off the floor that was already in the physical world or is that him beating luke with the ghost stick that he already had wait he has a ghost stick this is y- yoda's ghost has a ghost stick ghost stick <laughs> wow yeah, ghost stick this is going to go to... No, do, you like, do you like ghost sticks in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a gay ghost? Just leave it to Greg to cut to the chase. You know. Uh, they also, uh, Force Ghost, cannot help you out in very specific circumstances. Oh, yeah? So, uh, Ooh, to quote dicks. here, in dicks. The Empire Strikes Back, Obi-Wan tells Luke that if you choose to face Vader, you will do it alone. I cannot interfere. Okay. I have to back this up. This is getting... I'm calling bullshit on this thing. All right, because, let's hear it. Okay, what's the first thing that Obi-Wan does when he gets cut down on the Death Star is he helps Luke out. I mean, guides him. He guides him. Run, Luke, run. Right, well, that, and then okay. when he's in the... Get your ass out of here! He's the you one know? who also tells him to turn off the target target na- uh, navigator or uh, targeting yeah. machine. I mean, he is doing all the stuff Luke, that he's... Luke, trust me. Yeah. Huh. No, 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 no. Trust in the force. Of, so, you know what I'm. You know what I'm. Hold on. Wait. I'm gonna go ahead and pull Scott here and jump in real quick. Yeah. Um. What I'm putting together here. What I'm piecing together. Two plus two is equaling. The force ghosts are not projections into the real world, as much as they are projections into the perceived mind of an individual in the real world. Because when have you ever seen a force ghost interacting with more than one person at a time? Okay. But based on your logic then, that means Yoda it's a force, wasn't hanging out with Luke in Last Jedi. It's Luke's perception of Yoda. Yeah. So who caused exactly. the lightning to strike the tree? Was and it Luke? In, at the end of Jedi when Luke sees the threesome there at the end. <laughs> Why doesn't Han see them? Why Han, doesn't Han see Leia them? Why walks doesn't Leia say Why walks doesn't up and says, of... How are you? And she's like, oh, I'm fine. Why, yeah, yeah. Why don't oh, yeah. any Second of this... Why don't the, any of the mega ultra superstitious Ewoks see them? <laughs> yeah. R two doesn't take notice. C three PO doesn't take notice. Well, they robots. are, they're they're not force ghosts. They're force mushroom trips. <laughs> All right. Well, robots the last thing, uh, according ghosts. to in, according to Inverse.com, the last thing they can't do mm-hmm. is come back to life or get a boner. They they missed that no one. No Although three PO apparently can, but force ghosts not. Okay. Well. All right. There, yeah, that's going to be tricky because... So, okay, so this article brings up a good point, though. So, that said, I'm just going to quote from the article here. That said, if Palpatine is flesh and blood in the Rise of Skywalker, yeah, then maybe ghosts can, be- come, can come back to life. Unless, of course, the movie is mostly about Palpatine's laugh being immortal, in which case all rules about forest ghosts remain unaltered, with a small corollary that some... Sith ghosts only exist 
as immortal laughter. So Palpatine had <laughs> Death Star two built with echo chambers, so his yeah, laugh will just keep laughing the whole so time. So are we gonna? So Dave, <laughs> Dave, are <laughs> are are we going to see a Palpatine Force Ghost or a live action Force Ghost? I'm gonna bet on live action. Nico, what say you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Can you uh, a Palpatine Force we, Ghost or we, a live action Force Ghost? I'm yeah. not, I don't get it. Uh, what do you mean? Sorry, a Palpatine. Right. I'm sorry, a Palpatine Force Ghost or a live action, a, a a fully formed human Palpatine. My bad. Sorry. Okay. So li- living Palpatine or ghost Palpatine? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, but it's going to be Voldemort Palpatine. Yeah, I'm going for Puppet Palpatine. Puppet Palpatine. <laughs> okay. what go, is for Puppa, go for Puppa Palpatine. But what is Puppa Palpatine? The force is strong with this one. My... <laughs> I don't know. It's fun to say though. It is. But what Puppet is it? what is that? Is that is that a live? Is that live? Puppet? What did you say? Puppet? We'll do it live. <laughs> Puppet Pal- Palpatine. Come on. Is it Emperor? He, Puppet takes, Palpatine? he takes Puppet Palpatine home and puts a devil mask on it and then skull fucks it. That's right. Wow. Oh, full circle, ladies Man, and gentlemen. The only full. difference is you missed the beginning of that circle. Look, look how look how happy Dave is for saying that. It's called a callback. Oh yeah, he's so satisfied with himself. He's like, yeah, I'm done here. Yeah. Yep. My work is done. Uh, Jesus, that was bad. He's popping. Mike dropped. Right walked Woo. away. Oh my God. Did he come to Ladies and gentlemen, Dave has exited the building. This is going to work, Steve. All right. Uh, <laughs> now, let's, so let's... I, I, have a, I have a fairly tangential subject. You to have touch a on tangential here. subject. Shocking. Give it to us, man. All Give right, it we're to gonna, us. We're going to go I'm, off on a tangent I'm, on this show? Unheard of. Right. I'm, trying, I'm trying to do my best Scott impression tonight. I'm just alcohol-fueled, angry, right. and on tangents all night long. Just, ro- just jump so, in. I'm going to jump right into this one. Um, one of my coworkers, actually one of the management for the front of the house. I work in a kitchen. I work in the kitchen of the kitchen. Okay. And um, the front of the house manager is one of the, the guys who handles all the servers and bussers and stuff. He came to me because he knows I am a Star Wars nerd mm-hmm. um, and that I run um, partially a podcast. And I'm part of a podcast here on the Wretched Hive. Yeah, you run a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you okay. run it. Yeah, put that he's on your the, resume, you son the, of a bitch. I run the, I, I run the, the HR and the IT department here. I run the HR and IT department. You on the barely run a little bit of the snark department. Okay, that's about it. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, so he came to me with with uh, a fan theory that he came up with all on his own, and he okay. was so proud to bring this to me. All and I want to share this with you. I want to share this with you, my wretched hive um, friends. Let's hear it. Bring it. Do we want to give credit? Do you, can you say the person's name? His name's Todd. Okay. All right. Todd's theory. Go ahead. Todd's theory okay. is that, okay. and we're we're gonna go against the grain here on the the fairly forced popular opinion that Ray is a Kenobi, mm-hmm. and he's saying that Ray is the daughter of. None other than Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Ooh. Ray and that, that no. somehow Palpatine's laugh and now listen, I I sat and tried to 
try to make sense of this theory of his for okay. probably 20, 30 minutes in the middle of dinner service. Oh, dear God. Um, Jamal, please don't fire me for this. This is your management. <laughs> <laughs> Taking my yeah. time away from the kitchen, okay? So, okay. just so you know. Um, and he tried to explain to me how Palpatine's laugh in the teaser trailer justified the fact that Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru had another child or had a child that wasn't Luke and that it was Ray. And I can't make sense of it because they both died? They both both died in episode 4 well before Ray was born. Well, right? But somehow in his mind, in the timeline, it made sense. And I just want to put this question out to our loyal listeners and one-time viewers of our video podcast. (laughs) Can any of you make sense of this for me, please? Because I'm really confused how Palpatine's laugh justifies the Lars couple having another baby, or having a baby of their own flesh and blood that wasn't the adopted Luke. Well, let's timeline this really quick. Just take a a second. So, okay, if if they had Rey before they were killed, let's assume they had Rey two months before they were killed and gave her off to someone to raise. And Luke is, what, 19? And Luke was 19 at a, in episode four. Yeah. Right? And so Ray is... Do we know how old Ray is in The Force Awakens? Steve, do you want to hand this one over to Dave? Because yeah, math is hard. Math is hard. I'm math just... I'm, tr- hard. I'm trying but, to but, help Todd, but I think he's smoking crack. But Dave, go ahead. <laughs> So if Luke is 1920 in The Force Awakens, uh, excuse me, in A New Hope, and then in A Force Awakens, it's about 30 years later, Ray was, and Ray is 20 in The Force Awakens. All I'm saying is that math is hard, and Ray was clearly fucking born after Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru were burned to a goddamn crisp by the stormtroopers. <laughs> is it possible that the Force ghosts... That is the math equation I've of... just drawn on the chalkboard, boys and girls. A squared, quiz. a squared plus B squared equals 19-year-old Ray can't be 30-year-old dead Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's is baby. Is it possible... Turns that... out it's accurate. Can yeah. the can the crisped force ghosts of Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew create a child that was Ray? I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to help Todd out here. I, I'm just Todd. impressed that we're dedicating this much time to this theory. Yeah, the timeline doesn't add up, Todd. So, Sorry, man. Yeah. I am so depressed that we're dedicating this much time to this. Todd, I listened to you. I tried. I brought it to my fellow Hyvians, and we have decided your theory. Math is just not on the side. Unless unless somebody's bopping around in a DeLorean in this theory, I don't (laughs) think anything's going to pan out. All right, thanks. I told him I'd bring it to you and we would discuss it. And as it is said, let it be written. It was discussed. Okay. That was fucking deep. Quick story about Avengers Endgame, guys. Let's change gears here to the Marvel Universe, the MCU. There's a quick story that we need to talk about, and this has been widely reported, but I'm reading from Budfeed, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed? BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. It is legal here. Uh, Avengers Endgame Butt-feed. is being re-released in theaters with new footage and a post credit scene, and oh my god, 
Is this really happening? Comic book nerds? Is this going to happen? Is this a real thing? Are they yep. going to re-release this? Is, this? Yeah. When is this happening? This is going to be... Re- this is released as this show is released on Friday, isn't it? Oh yep. God. The same weekend. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So, so you it's strictly be a list- marketing ploy just to take over Avatar, too. Yeah. yeah. And I respect it. Oh, yeah. It's got to be done. Why not? Yeah. So throw some different scenes in. Throw some uh, po- new post footage. Right? There was no... There was no post... Uh, there was no, like postscript footage with the endgame so we're gonna have scene. yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have one now it seems like guys guys i, so I gotta getting... bust in we're gonna continue with endgame but i've got a breaking news tweet donald j trump is tweeting about our show let me read this right off hot the presses <laughs> oh, jesus boring boring <laughs> we don't talk about jesus seriously that's perfect i'm guessing he's talking about the uh the old dems Oh yeah. Oh no, he's talking about the wretched hive. Oh, must be. The only thing more boring than the Democratic presidential debate tonight was the wretched hive podcast. (laughs) Total failure. Oh man, I wish I could piece. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, All right, so this is happening. So this is out as we release the the show. Podcast is totally. They are totally not my type. I'm just saying that right now. When when is this hitting uh, theaters? The on Friday, on Friday. today, the twenty eighth. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So my feeling is exactly cool. the same as Greg's. I think we all are uh, in in uh, agreement so, on that. This this is yeah. This is my message. If yeah. you don't want the blue cats to be in charge of the global box office, no. you need to go see Avengers Endgame this month right. again. Because and the reason is it's about thirty. Five to forty million dollars short of the all-time global box office championship, and it's coming out on Blu-ray at the end of July. So there's uh, about thirty days left to make this shit up, everybody. Yeah. Well, Get on it. So, so the Blue Cats hmm. have obviously been re-released in the theaters multiple times, right? Twice, I believe, after the Once. initial release. Is that right, Dave? Once. 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 So, box office, I was gonna say, not a disgusting amount. I mean, not like not like you know, some movie that begins with Star and ends with Wars. So right, yeah, but but Star Wars has at least been out there for forty years. So, you know, true, true. Okay, I mean, the yeah. fact that it was released once already, it made and that chunk of money that it made when on the re-release was quite a bit. So I don't feel bad that Avengers wants to do this. I think they have the credibility. It's a good movie and I think there's a lot of people that, you know, would want to see it again, especially with the bonus feature of adding some new footage sure. and uh, uh, a little end but sequence. How much of the how much motivation is really can you attribute to wanting to dethrone the blue cats? All of it. Yeah, really? All of it. Not just yeah. a money grab for more money, despite whether or not it overtakes the blue cats. Uh, let me let, let me check my stock prices <laughs> on unobtainium. Um, I don't All care. of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Um, my feeling is is I, huh. I'm curious to see why they want to add it, add the extra footage, and I want to see what this possible end sequence or uh, uh, end scene is that they're going to huh. add in there. Is it a potential? Um, look at to what might be the next phase. Hmm. Could they be no. adding in? No? 
No, is that has it has that been brought up already? I tried to check yes. up on the news. Okay, oh, so there's nothing there's <laughs> there's nothing that's going to uh, extend the knowledge or understanding or give a hint for the MCU nerds. No, but it's see, just like some cool stuff that you get to see. And now, how far do I trust Dave on this? And Dave, I'm actually being sincere. Let's talk about this for a second, just because Kevin Feige has been quoted this week talking about some possible minor Phase Four and Beyond stuff about adding Fantastic Four and other characters into the MCU. So this kind of gives them an opportunity to do it. But what what was said? I, I'm not I'm huh. not up on that, Dave. Well, here's the deal. What they're what they're doing is they're they're putting in some cutscenes. Okay. And by some, I think no more than two. Oh. I think they've recorded an introduction from the Russo brothers to say hi, everybody. Thanks for coming to see the movie for the umpteenth time. Please uh, come see it once more. And uh, I'm trying to find a trying to find an article here. I've got uh, I've got HollywoodReporter.com. Marvel reveals Avengers Endgame release details, oh. dated June twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. So a couple days ago. Uh, don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. It's a brand. This is uh, again according to HollywoodReporter.com. Marvel Studios has announced exactly what will be included in the upcoming release of Avengers Endgame, and for those hoping to see an extended cut of the movie. It might be a little underwhelming. The release officially being called a Bring Back event. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, features the movie in its original cut, accompanied by a video introduction by director Anthony Russo and an unfinished deleted scene from the film, according to a statement from Marvel. I'm, so, if I'm not mistaken, from the article that I read, and I think... What I posted is what we're talking about, this BuzzFeed article. We're getting a total of six minutes of additional footage during the film, plus the post-credit scene. Okay. So it doesn't mention what the post-credit scene is. <clears throat> no, but Dave, do it's, the math. It's an extended trailer for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Dave, can you do the math real quick for me? Six additional minutes on a three-plus-hour-long movie already. What's the percentage additive to this? I, I I don't know, but it takes it to three hours and six minutes. <laughs> like, really? You're going to go spend another, like, somebody out there is going to go watch this extended version another three, four, five, six times, spend another, like, 50 60 $80 in the theaters... Yeah, hey, for six baby. minutes and a post-credit scene, still cheaper than a hooker. Not really. I, I may go stand only so because I only you saw... can head to TJ. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you haven't <laughs> been to Fresno, not... have you? I'm just... <laughs> I, I actually may go only because I did only see it the one time in the theater. So I may, I may actually go again. So and but you should. Lisa I'm Baldwin. not saying that I'm not going to go see it again because I only saw it the one time on the the first release. Lisa Baldwin but... has not seen it, so this might be our opportunity for me to take her to see it. What? Uh, this know. is it, man. I know the blue the blue cats, man. Just take them <laughs> out. This is your chance. I love no. that we just won't call it by its name. I know <laughs> the blue cat. 
It's that's the official name, isn't it? Blue, the blue, blue cats. James Cameron's Blue Cats. James, James Cameron's Blue Cats. <laughs> Guys, we've got two stories to wrap it up here. Number one story, we have to cover this: a luxury Star Wars furniture company. Yes, is rolling out, and you got to. You got to see these uh, on fast. Is there a shitty? Is there a shitty Star Wars furniture company <laughs> yeah. just to offset them? Fast yeah, I want to hear about that. Fast the, the company, whack ass Star Wars furniture. Fastcompany.com has pictures. There's pictures online there of uh, Tie Fighter chairs that look really, really cool. Yeah, actually. very, very modern style. Yeah, modern uh, stuff. I'm, there's a, there's a Chewbacca uh, footstool. Nice. I didn't see fast that one. furniture company. That's actually like. And that is, I would consider the Bass Furniture Company luxury. Now, this is fast. Fastcompany.com. Never mind. Okay. Uh, the two pictures they have are, are the uh, TIE Fighter, uh, and then there's the one with uh, another chair that I can't really... I'm not sure whose chair... What kind of chair that was. Is that, Dave? Is that or Vader? Scott? Could be a Vader chair. There's some oblong-looking mirror on the wall. Yeah. But the the cool thing is the... Uh, Chewbacca footstool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for my TIE fighter fleet to uh, arrive any day uh, now. Not cheap. Prices range from $1,345 to $2,800 for Ooh, these pieces of furniture. Yeah, I got mine wait, from uh, $1,400 so for good. a footstool? <laughs> yes. A fuzzy footstool. Yep. How much it is, was... It is a fuzzy footstool now. How much was your bag at Galaxy's Edge? Uh, it was uh, thirteen hundred and forty-five dollars. Wow! Yeah. Oh shit! You got yeah. gypped on a f- whole fucking fuzzy footstool, my friend. Well, I stole a bunch of Mickey Mouse mm. teddy bears. If I <laughs> to quote you from earlier, <laughs> in the bag. Uh, last story of the day, guys. You know, animals are all over the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah. There's one of those horse things in uh, that you love so much. In the last year, what are those things called? By the I way, I don't even know. Lab- Not tauntauns. A yeah. plot device. Yeah. <laughs> lap well two. done. Lap, lap something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, P two. You know, but there are actually earthly animals that that are technically part of the Star Wars universe now. Uh, a trainer Cats. has someone has taught seals to sing. The Star Wars tune. The Star seal Wars like Kiss theme. from a Rose seal? Yeah, yes. Baby! <laughs> Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> uh, this is on uh, CNN.com. Researchers at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. You know, it's always the Scottish that do weird stuff. They crazy. Scottish or Australians? I don't know. They're both awesome. But I, We love you guys. Yeah, we do. We love the Scottish. We love... I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with what they're doing to seals, though. Yeah. So they found that gray seals are able to mimic human speech and songs, including the theme tune from the Star Wars movies. <laughs> the three young gray seals were monitored from birth to see what sounds they could make and then trained to copy new sounds. One seal in particular, Zola, <laughs> provided particularly adept at copying melodies and she was able to copy as many as 10 notes from tunes like star wars and twinkle twinkle little star now i happen to have the sound clip here this is zola the seal doing her rendition of the star wars theme listen up 
That was so beautiful. Let's hear it again. <laughs> that's very quiet, Greg. Give, give that to us again. Oh, that's yeah. too quiet? Yeah, a little bit too quiet. Yeah. They've also trained David Lee Roth to make seal sounds. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good, actually. (laughs) It's better than we could do, probably. Speak for Uh, yourself, Steve. Man. Guys, episode 90. Nine! Is in the books. That means we have 10 more episodes to our gala. That will be the 100th episode of the Wretched Hive podcast. We are counting down. Are we planning to the something? final? Yeah, hell yeah, we're gonna play. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we forgot one item here that I'm just thinking about just now. Uh, who all of us bought tickets to Star Wars Celebration? Ooh, Uh-oh. I forgot. I totally forgot to cover. So those Ooh. tickets went on sale the 21st of June. Okay. Uh, I did buy two adult four-day passes. Which sold oh, out. Day. Yeah, thanks, four day. Two adults. Thanks, thanks for getting me one, Steve. <clears throat> no problem. Nico that. and I are gonna go together. We're gonna hold hands the entire time. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna put him on one of those little uh, like harnesses that have the little Yoda <laughs> attaches harness. to my wrist. Do you put him? In a do or do outfit? not. There is no <laughs> try. Nico, if I if you wear one of those and a Yoda costume. Would you wear one of those in a Yoda costume if I took you all four days? Yeah. All right. 100%, 100% video photo evidence the entire weekend. It may happen. Now, did anyone else get tickets, or am I the only uh, sucker that paid the... Uh, no, I, I'm thinking about maybe Friday. I think Saturday sold out for single days now, and Friday's still available, and I'm thinking about that possibly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I can't do all, all right, four but... days. I just can't yep. do it. Yep. Well, uh... I d- never fear because we're going to be in co- podcast row. It's fine. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. That's what we're aiming for. I'm there. We are applying. I can't guarantee we're going to get in. Well, guys, episode 90 is in the books. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, any final thoughts beyond two Star Wars t- Celebration? We, we got two more episodes, folks, till we hit that smooth 92. Mm. Guys! Have a great couple of weeks and may the force be with us all. Spubaka. Did it come from Lucasfilm? Did it come from Lucasfilm? Oh, wait. Did it come from Lucasfilm? With Anthony Daniels as C3PO. <laughs> I almost got a whole episode without playing that. Oh, <laughs> man. Almost. <laughs> Gee. Maybe this will be. Uh... On the cutting floor. I, I'm waiting for Greg to hold up like <laughs> yeah. an old cassette cassorter. Oh yeah. And press the play button. That's I, I keep seeing that on the video monitor. I'm like, Come uh, on, I man. I love it. I think we're gonna end on this. Wait. Oh no, that's not the one I want.
Oh, where's my where's my God, Nico? Ah. <laughs> I can't find it. God, no. Nico. God, Nico. Right, there you go. Where'd it go? I don't know. It's missing. I'm right here. Don't worry. I'm always here for you. Oh, Scott. there it is. Son of a God, Nico. <laughs> All right. God.